This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey guys, it's me Andrew. So, I'm not dead. I just wanted to let everyone know. And I've just been dealing with a lot of adult things. Currently, me and my future wife, we're about to get married. So we're dealing with obstacles that uh, are just in the way. So I haven't had a lot of time to do the podcast. I've been off for like, I want to say a good two weeks. But I will be kind of back here and there. I'm going to try my best to post once a week. But if I can't, I'm so sorry. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on right now. So thank you for everything. You guys have been amazing. The support and the views and just everything. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and the creepy pasta episodes and I want to thank you all who have done a review have given me five stars and have even given me one stars I mean hey it's, it's the first season it's not the greatest I already I already know that so if you guys can just tell everyone hey season two and hopefully season three is going to be way better um thank you Shiro he just did a recent review for me that was awesome so thank you everyone who has been here since day one, and let's make season three awesome. So, let's begin. Welcome to season two of Creepypasta Myths. I'm your host, Andrew. I hope you enjoy tonight's creepy reading. Let's begin. Ikbar Bigelstein Written by Stephen D. Harris When I was a small child, I was terrified of the dark. I still am, but when I was around six years old, I couldn't go a full night without crying out of one of my parents to search beneath my bed or in my closet for whatever monster I thought was waiting to eat me. Even with a nightlight, I would still see dark shapes moving around the corners of my room, or strange faces looking in on me from my bedroom window. My parents would do their best to console me, telling me that it was just a bad dream or a trick of the light. But in my young mind, I was positive that the second I fell asleep, the bad things would get me. Most of the time, I would just hide under the blankets until I became tired enough to stop worrying, but every now and then I would become so panicked that I would run screaming into my parents' room, waking up my brother and sister in the process. After an ordeal like that, there would be no way anyone would be getting a full night's rest. Eventually, after one particularly traumatizing night, my parents had had enough. Unfortunately for them, they understood the futility in arguing with a six-year-old and knew that they would not be able to convince me to rid myself of childish fears through reason and logic. They had to be clever. It was my mother's idea to stitch together my little bedtime friend. 
she collected a large assortment of random pieces of fabric and her sewing machine and created what I would later refer to as Mr. Ickbar Digglestein, or Ick for short. Ick was a sock monster, as my mother called him. He was made to keep me safe while I slept at night by scaring away all the other monsters. He was pretty damn creepy, I had to admit. Honestly, looking back at it all now, I'm still impressed that my mom could think of something so strange and disturbing looking. Ickbar had the stitched together look of a Frankenstein gremlin with big white button eyes and floppy cat ears. His little arms and legs were made from a pair of my sister's black and white striped socks, and the half of his face that was green was made from my brother's tall football sock. His head could have been described as bulbous, and for his mouth, my mom attached a piece of white fabric and sewed in a zigzag pattern to shape a wide grin of sharp teeth. I loved him at once. From then on, Ick never left my side, so long as if it was after dusk, of course. Ick didn't like the sun, and would get upset if I tried to bring him to school with me. But that was okay. I only needed him at night to keep away the boogeyman, which was what he was good at. So every night at bedtime, Ick would tell me where the monsters were hiding, and I would place him near the section of my room closest to the spookiness. If there was something in the closet, Ick would block the door. If there was a dark creature scratching at my window, Ick would be pressed up against the glass. If there was a big hairy beast under my bed, then under the bed he went. Sometimes the monsters weren't even in my room. Sometimes they would hide in my dreams, and Ickbar would have to come with me into my nightmares. It was fun bringing Ick into my dream world, as he and I would spend hours fighting off ghouls and demons. The best part was, in my dreams, it could talk to me for real. How much do you love me? He would ask. More than anything, I would always tell him. One night, in a dream, after I had lost my first tooth, Ick asked me for a favor. Can I have your tooth? I asked him why. To help me kill the bad things, he said. The next morning at breakfast, my mom asked me where my tooth went. From what she told me, the tooth fairy didn't find it under my pillow. When I told her I gave it to Ikbar, she just shrugged and went back to feeding my little sister. From then on, every time I lost a tooth, I would give it to Ick. He would always thank me, of course, and tell me that he loved me. Eventually, though, I ran out of baby teeth. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com Thank you. Now back to the show. And I was beginning to get a little too old to still be playing with dolls. So it just sat there on my bookshelf, collecting dust, slowly fading away from my attention. Over time, the nightmares, however, became worse than ever. 
so bad that they even began to follow me to the waking world, terrorizing every dark corner or rustle in the bushes. After one particularly bad night, where I swore a pack of rabid dogs were chasing me, I got home to find something strange waiting for me in my room. There on my bed, standing fully upright, and a soft glow of the moonlight from my window was Iqbar. At first, I just thought my eyes were playing tricks on me again. They had been all evening. So I tried to flick on the lights, another flick of the light switch, then another, and another, with no change to the darkness. It was then that I started to get nervous. I backed away slowly towards the door behind me, my eyes never leaving the shape of Iqbar's silhouette. My hand, awkwardly outstretched behind, reaching for the doorknob. I was just about to get my ass out of there when I heard the door slam itself shut, locking me into the darkness. In nothing but shadows and silence, I stood frozen in place, not even breathing. For how long, I can't say, but after what I felt like a lifetime of cold fear, I heard the shrill, familiar voice. You stop feeding me, so why should I protect you? Protect me from from what? Let me show you. I blinked once and everything changed. I wasn't in my bedroom anymore. I was somewhere else. It wasn't hell, but the comparison wasn't far off. It was some sort of forest. A horrible, nightmarish place where partial embryonic abrasions hung from a canopy and the ground swarmed the carnivorous insects. A thick fog wafted through the air, and with it, the stench of rotting meat, while lightning flashed across the night sky in the distance. I could hear the agonizing screams of something not quite human. My head throbbed like it was about to explode, the pain forcing out of a river of tears. In my mind, I heard his voice again. This is what your reality would become without me. I felt earth-shaking footsteps approaching fast. I'm the only one who can stop it. It was behind me now, huge and angry, hot breath across my back. Bring me what I need, and I will. I woke up before I turned around. The following day, I raided my parents' closet for my brother's baby teeth, giving them all to Iqbar. Almost immediately, the night terror ceased, and I was more or less able to go on about my life as normal. From time to time, I would have to sneak into my little sister's room and snatch what was meant for the tooth fairy, or strangle one of the neighbor's cats and pry out its sharp little teeth, anything to ward off the visions. Anything from a shark-toothed necklace to a cavity-ridden tooth. I also began to notice that Iqbar would move about my room whenever I left for any length of time, rearranging my stuff and hanging additional curtains. He was even beginning to look more lifelike, somehow. In the right light, his tooth would glisten, and he was warm to the touch. As much as he creeped me out, I couldn't work up the courage to just destroy him, knowing perfectly well where that would leave me. So I went on collecting teeth for Ick throughout all of high school and college. The older I got, the more things I would learn to fear. 
the more teeth Ick would need to keep me safe. I'm 22 years old now, with a decent job, my own apartment, and a set of dentures. It's been almost a month since Ick's last meal, and the horrors are starting to crowd around me once more. I take a detour through a parking garage after work tonight. Found a man fumbling his car keys. His teeth were stained yellow from a lifetime of cigarettes and coffee. Even still, I had to use a hammer to get out the molars. When I got back to my apartment, he was waiting for me on the ceiling in the corner. Two white eyes and a mouth of razors. How much do you love me? He asked. More, more than anything, I reply, taking off my coat. More than anything in the world. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to. If you haven't done so yet, please do a review. It helps me out. Everything that I use is in the description below. Thank you again for listening to Creepypasta Myths. I'll see you guys next week with a brand new episode.